Strive zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver and it's only round seven Not sure if I'm dead cause I think this is heaven Now forget what he said and listen to me What you really wanna do is stack those RBs You can be Linda, just let me be frank Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank One says it's awful, the other says it's great It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate Welcome in, welcome in, welcome in episode 180 of the Dynasty Debates, the best kept secret in all of Dynasty Fantasy Football. I am your humble host, as always, Evan Brown, the humblest host in the biz. You can catch me over on Twitter at FFEvanLution. You can follow the show at Dynasty Debates, or you can drop me an email, DynastyDebates at gmail.com. Many ways to get in touch, get involved, let me know what you love, what you hate, what you want to hear some more of on the show guys we i mean this is crazy to me we are so stinking close to the draft i am so excited all this hard work is about to pay off we are about to see who the nfl agrees with us on who the nfl scoffs at us about it's going to be great i am excited we are talking quarterbacks here at the hashtag usual prospects we are deep 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 in the weeds here with my man memphis um catch him over at dwz memphis on twitter he is the host of the dynasty Warzone podcast he is an all-around good dude and yeah We are breaking down some QB prospects. The usual prospects is two prospects per episode, shorter episodes. Time to give you just time to think about what we're saying. Talk about it. Think about it. uh, See if you like what we're talking about, what you don't like, what we're talking about, you know, where you want to draft this player, if you want to draft this player, et cetera, et cetera. So, yes, we talked about a couple of quarterbacks there at the end of last week, Bryce Young and Will Levis. We got a couple more quarterbacks to talk about today. And Memphis will be back one more time after today on Wednesday. And then we are going to hit some tight ends right before the draft and we'll be ready to rock. Stick with us. It's going to be a good time. Something is wrong with you. I got a fever. Adam himself could not resist the temptation of rookie fever. We're going to talk about CJ Stroud. So CJ Stroud comes out of the Ohio State. For those of you Ohio State zealots, I don't want do not want any hate mail for forgetting the the that is apparently there. He's a 21 year old junior, four star recruit, six foot three, 214 pounds. Um, so yeah, CJ Stroud, obviously playing at Ohio State, he's going to be pretty highly touted, highly respected. To be fair, I mean, he's a two time Heisman Trophy finalist and Ohio State's only two-time finalists. So I feel like people like CJ Stroud, but they don't really necessarily, I don't think appreciate like how good he really was the last couple of years. Um, He's a, he was a five-star prospect who was rated as the nation's number two pro-style quarterback coming out of high school, and he has set 16 Ohio State passing and total offense records in his, in his time there. So pretty, pretty good, um, as they would say. Uh, so just for context, again, 2021, obviously he had guys like Garrett Wilson. He had guys, you know, he had a, a nice, nice, nice range of weapons there. He played in 12 games. 441 pass attempts. He had a 71.9% completion percentage, so almost 72% completion percentage, threw for over 4,400 yards, 10.1 yards per attempt, 44 touchdowns and only six interceptions. Kind of mind-boggling numbers when you say it. Now, again, I do understand that like his wide receiver core there in 2021 is better than like a lot of like NFL wide receiver cores at the moment. So we do have to bear that in mind a little bit. But, you know, still saying that, you know, it it, it is what it is. He did, he did 
step up and he did make some awesome stuff happen. So 2022, um, he played in 13 games, had 389 pass attempts. So percentage did come down a little bit, 66.3, but still very solid through for um, just under 3,700 yards. So a little bit less than his yards per attempt at 9.5. Um, but again, through 41 touchdowns and only six interceptions. So, you know, you love to see that. And I think the wonderful Memphis here has already kind of said, that it's kind of 1A, 1B. So he's tipped his hand a little bit here with Bryce Young. Obviously, CJ Strata is a very safe prospect in a lot of senses, and he doesn't even have those size concerns that maybe a Bryce Young would have. Um, but, you know, what are your thoughts then, I guess? What do you like? What do you not like? Is there anything that could either, you know, hype you up even higher or turn you off of Mr. Stroud? You know, is there anything that you, you know, that you've really noticed that you really want to talk about or you just want to point out here from him as a prospect, Memphis? No, um, not that he's... He's like beige paint, man. He's fine. If you're looking for, if you're looking for like something neutral, he's gray paint. He's beige. You know, if you're gonna redecorate a room or like you're remodeling a house to flip, and you don't want to go too extravagant with the colors because you don't want to know what the next buyer would want, that's the color paint C.J. Stroud is. He's fine. He has a, a very Jared Goff type feel to him. He feels safe. He does not feel you know, mega awesome. They're about the same size, 163, 164. They're both about 215 pounds. They're both likely to go one overall. Again, th th this is when you play it safe. This is a guy who um, has done well in college, but that's part of my fear. There's this theory that I heard on a podcast the other day and it makes really sense is that these power five QBs, once they get to the NFL, we've, we're really seeing Bryce Young and CJ Stroud at their ceiling, right? Because what college programs are as close to an NFL program as you're going to get Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, Oklahoma, USC. That, that is like, if, to use a baseball analogy, that is the triple A. You know, if, if college football is the minor leagues, of football, then those schools are the AAA, the highest level you get before the pros. Pro-level coaching, pro-level nutrition, pro-level everything. Have you seen the facilities? I'll tell you the facilities at Ohio State, LSU, uh, Clemson, they're nicer than Cincinnati. How do I know? Cincinnati just got an outdoor covered practice facility like a couple of years ago. The Jacksonville Jaguars lead the league in player grievances against the organization. So to say that Trevor Lawrence had it better at Clemson or that Joe Burrow had it better at LSU than he did walking in the door to their pro team is not necessarily an exaggeration. So there's a good chance that even though it's good, there's not a ceiling. Like, I don't think there's a fifth gear, if you will, with Bryce Young, with C.J. Stroud. Kind of like what you see is what you're going to get, which is why I call him a Toyota, a Toyota Corolla. That's what it is. I know that, that Will Levis, we're going to talk about Anthony Richardson here in just a sec. I know that those guys can bomb, but I also know that I'm, 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 hoping, I'm hoping to get a Maserati or a Ferrari. You know, I, sometimes I don't, you know, if you're a family man like Evan or I, and you got to get the kids to and fro and you got to, you know, get to work, then, then a nice Toyota Corolla might get the job done. But if, but if you're taking big swings in life, then, then a, a guy like Will Levis is more your style. So if you're needing safe, you're needing comfort, and, and maybe you're in a rebuild and you traded for this pick to, to put on your roster because you're trying to get your dynasty roster on the right track, you're probably going to be much better off taking a, a C.J. Stroud or, an, uh, or a, a Bryce Young than you're ever going to be taking a Will Levis or, or Anthony Richardson because 
there's very little opportunity, I think, for those guys to fail. And that's why they're very much great paint for me. Good, good prospect. What I'll probably have a share or two, you know, to back up some some wilder builds that I have out there. But I won't have a lot. And 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 I I think he's fine. I'll, I'll leave it at this. Bryce Young and C.J. Stroud are not going to have the potential to win you a dynasty fantasy championship. You will win one in spite of them. You will win one never because of them. They're not going to let you down. They're going to be part of a winning team. They're a great QB too. But they're never going to be the one that drags a, a, a team to a championship like Lamar Jackson did in 2019. And that's why I call him sick. Oh, this is what, how eloquently put. I, yeah, I mean, I love it. I love it, Memphis. You're obviously bringing a whole new flavor to the usual prospects, you know, the series that we're doing here, you know, not so much just sitting and, dive, you know, breaking down the technical aspects of what it is they do, but you're giving us a bit of theory about how they fit into our dynasty rosters, how they're going to help or hinder our dynasty builds. So I think that's super, super helpful. And I love that, especially we talked about it. You're coming in as the closer here, one of the last guests before the, you know, before the actual draft. And I think it's important, especially with quarterbacks because the thing is people bust at you know in the nfl a lot you know i mean that's the thing is like we talk about our hits and misses and dynasty when we're prospect evaluating and things like that but the nfl guys who get paid millions of dollars get it wrong regularly so it's a tricky position it's a tricky situation to get right you got to think about your josh rosens your sam darnold your baker mayfields these guys who are going in the top three the top five of the nfl draft and can't even stick on a roster now less than you know four or five years later so absolutely love that i think you're absolutely right as well i do think he's very safe i don't see him really like failing or busting as such he doesn't seem like a guy that lacks the chops or lacks the accuracy or lacks the know-how to you know not make it as a starting nfl quarterback but again to your point you're absolutely right you know jared goff was great last year and he was awesome because you he was such a value so you were able to pick him up last offseason for like a second or a third round pick in some situations um and so he was a massive boon to your dynasty teams but at the same time if you're having to spend the 101 or the 102 in your rookie drafts to get him you you know you were probably just like yeah it's fine that's okay that's good i'm not like over the moon about it so i absolutely agree with pretty much everything you've said there i can't really fault you with your takes on that i mean yeah, you watch him. And for me, like just looking at my notes and stuff, it's just, yeah, accurate. You know, he's, he has a nice ability to stand in the pocket, deliver a nice strike. But again, you know, I, I think you brought up a really interesting point there when you talked about coming from an Ohio state and Alabama, some of these really big hitters, you're sort of like, well, how much better can it get when they get to the NFL? Especially like we've talked about a lot of these, you know, say, say somebody like a Tennessee tr trades up and drafts a CJ Stroud. Well, Tennessee doesn't have a great roster right now. You know what I mean? They don't have a lot of firepower, um, you know, in their wide receiver core. They don't have a lot, um, you know, they've got a good coaching staff and I like that, but you know, there's not as much going on there as probably he, as he would have had when he was sitting there with Jackson Smith and Jigba, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave. So, you know, absolutely. You know, I think we can get ourselves a little bit overhyped with some of these guys, especially Stroud and young. They don't give us that rushing floor that maybe a Josh Allen, a Lamar Jackson would give us. Um, so yeah, definitely. Definitely. I agree with that. I think that, you know, if you're going into your rookie draft and you've earned the 101 or the 102, so your team's really bad and you need stability, you need 
good solid play, then you're absolutely right. You you probably want to be taking a CJ Stroud, a Bryce Young if they're there to be taken, because you could take a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson. But if they do bomb, you're kind of just right back square one again next year. Uh, you haven't got any further, and you don't want to be in an eternal rebuild. We've definitely definitely hit a couple of the big ones, but we have a couple more guys here that we need to talk about. We're going to move on to kind of everyone's flavor of the month. It feels like Anthony Richardson. So really interesting guy. Really, really interesting prospect for so many reasons, and I'm sure we'll get into it here. I mean, it's just to give you a little bit of context, again, if you're not a massive college football head or a Debbie player, he comes out of Florida. He's 21 year old. He's the baby of the group, only a sophomore. Uh, he was a former four star recruit. He's 6'4, 244 pounds. So he is a pretty massive human being. Um, he absolutely crushed at a historic level, crushed the combine. And I think that's what's got everyone hot and bothered is because we're sort of like putting two and two together and getting 22. And we're seeing like the possibilities of what could be. Uh, for example, you know, if anybody is on Twitter or anybody does this sort of like analytical, research there's a guy who goes by math bomb he does relative athletic scoring and he looks at like historical prospects for last i don't even know 20 years or something like that and he compares them all and he gives them a number out of you know scale one to ten basically and anthony richardson came in and just got a perfect 10 i mean literally uh the only quarterback that i could find to compare him to was cam newton and even cam newton i believe was like a 993 and anthony richardson so Anthony Richardson was even more athletic and we can, we all know what an absolute freak uh, Cam Newton was when he was coming out of college. Now, again, please don't hear what I'm not saying. I'm not comparing him as a prospect to Cam Newton, very different. Um, and we can dig into that in a little bit. I'm just saying from an athletic perspective, he's, he's nuts. So he was second on his team for rushing touchdowns with nine rushing touchdowns and third for rushing yards, 654 rushing yards in 2022. Uh, so I just pointed that out because obviously it is one of the calling cards of his game. It is what people are getting so excited about is they're looking at, ooh, could this be the next Lamar? Could this be the next Josh Allen? Could this be the next Jalen Hurts? A guy who truly is a dual threat quarterback can get it done with his legs and hopefully can continue to develop and get it done with his arm as well. He did play basketball in high school. So I talked about sort of multi-sport athletes. Now here's the real big concern, the real big red flag, the thing that will probably have real GMs as well as dynasty GMs as nervous as a cat in a room full of rocking chairs. There you go, Memphis, another one for you. Um, he Classic. only has one year of starting production under his belt and it wasn't even mind-blowing prolific production. So prior to 2022, he had literally only attempted 66 passes in college. That's not a lot. I know quarterbacks in the NFL that attempt that many passes in one game at times. So not a lot. He goes into 2022, um, plays in 12 games, only has 327 passing attempts for uh, with a 53.8% completion percentage. So completion percentage is certainly one of the, uh, to coin a Memphis phrase, picadillos of his game. He only threw for just over 2,500 passing yards, 7.8 yards per attempt. So quite a low average, um, 17 touchdowns and nine interceptions. Now you can tell just by going through those stats, there's a lot of concerns. There's a lot of potential red flags there. A lot of uh, the excitement levels are going to be based on projection. You're looking at small sample size, athletic traits, certain plays, and you're sort of saying, ooh, if this could become consistent, this would be awesome. Um, and people are getting very, very excited about that 
you know, potential, you know, rubbing their hands together, grinning like a possum eating a sweet potato is what I've heard. That's another phrase that I've heard. So I've got two phrases in this one. I've got two phrases in there. I'm feeling pretty good about myself. Memphis, what are your things on a scale of one to 10? What are you going to give me for these two phrases? And then what are your thoughts on Anthony Richardson? Well, the the room full of rocking chairs is an all time classic. The one about the possum, it's, it's not as well known as, as the rocking chairs, but you're doing great. You've clearly done your homework. And uh, I, I am uh, I am excited to talk about Anthony Richardson. You you want to talk about the mystery box? I think we've all seen the clap the classic episode of Family Guy where you know you know Peter Griffin could get a boat or he could get a mystery box, and you know inside that mystery box could be anything, even a boat. And, and, and that's kind of where we're at with Anthony Richardson. He could be so many things. Um, I know we like to talk about Jalen Hurts. I know we like to talk about Lamar Jackson. What does Philadelphia and Baltimore have in common? They're extremely well-owned. They're extremely well-ran. You know, the Ravens clearly put together a plan for Lamar Jackson to come in and be successful. The Eagles clearly put in a plan for Jalen Hurts to succeed or to be to succeed uh, Carson Wentz and make that offense around them. If, if he goes to a team like the Raiders, I'm not excited. You expect me to believe that, that Josh McDaniels and, and, and Mark Davis can, can functionally put a roster around him? Because if they could, they would have done it for Derek Carr. You know, so, so those are some – to me, he's very landing spot dependent. You're talking about guys like Cam Newton. You're talking about guys like Lamar Jackson. I have never been confused for a Lamar Jackson or a Cam Newton fan. But in this case, I put Anthony Richardson woefully behind those guys. Not as an athlete. He's a tremendous athlete as the combine bared out. But as a passer, he's nowhere near the college production of Cam. We're talking about two Heisman Trophy winners. We're talking about two guys that both, in the case of Lamar, he actually had two seasons where he rushed for more than 1,400 yards. And Lamar Jackson did it twice. Cam Newton did it once. And, and then we have this young man. Does he have the potential to do the, all that and more? Yes. But if he lands on what we would consider a less than franchise, I think he's going to land flatter than a plate of piss. And there's another one for you that you weren't expecting. That's the thing. He is my second wild card. My like, I'm, I'm going to take a big swing QB because he is so ditch to ditch. Do I believe he's a hard worker? Do I believe he's smart? Absolutely. You and I were talking before we hit the record button, the ideal landing spot for him. Remember, if you're investing in Anthony Richardson and you want him to be a success, remember, you want two things. You want to invest in him in your dynasty rosters and you want him to be a success. Then you want him to not play in 2023. You want him to sit the entire season behind a, a Geno Smith. You want him to sit an entire it will not happen, but you would want him to sit an entire year behind an Aaron Rodgers. How apropos with a with a guy like, you know, Jordan Love getting ready to emerge after three years in that shadow. But that's what you want. If you truly like this guy and you truly want him to succeed, you do not want him starting week one of 2023. We are asking for trouble. That is not what's best for his long-term growth. You want the Patrick Mahomes learning curve. Lamar Jackson didn't start until I think it was like week 13 or 14 of his rookie year. And he didn't look great. And I think Jalen Hurts was along those lines as well and didn't look great. 
So if you like him, if you believe in him, and you're going to draft him, and I've seen him going as high as the 102 and 103 because you think he's in that range of outcomes, I would agree with you. But you're going to need to be patient. And, 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 and maybe that's why I would put him maybe in a rebuild, I would put him ahead of Will Levis because you're going to get that extra time. And if he sits and then he comes in and plays well the last two or three games, his value is only going to go up even more. And remember, Justin Fields didn't even start right away. Trey Lance didn't start right away. So if this is the kind of guy in this class that you're going to take, he's the one that's probably going to be pressed into service later. He's probably going to be the least likely to help your roster in 2023. So that's why he's the perfect complement. Remember, we have our stud. You have a Derek Carr. You, you, you have a Kirk Cousins who's on his last year with Minnesota. Anthony Richardson is the perfect guy to put back there as your QB3. And then going into 2024, you could be really cooking with gas. There's another one because we don't cook with propane where I'm from, pal. You, you'll really have a couple of pieces that could really, really set your roster on fire. So that's how I look at Anthony Richardson from a dynasty standpoint. You've you got to add up a lot of things, but he's the mystery box. And, and sometimes the mystery box is the most fun. Uh, you've done it again. You've said it all. You've done it all. Uh I I mean, just I'm left reeling with these lefts and rights of these absolutely beautiful phrases that you're throwing at me here. I'm going to have to get a notebook and a a couple of writer downers there, as you would say. Um, But yeah, no, absolutely. It's such a fascinating topic of conversation. And honestly, I'm looking at the NFL draft order here and I'll be honest. So the the guys, the, the landing spots that in my mind would get me the most excited about his actual NFL future, which again, could look like a real sad thing for his immediate dynasty future would be, for example, Detroit and Seattle. So to me, those are a couple of the places where I'm like, I I would want him to go somewhere like that, where he can sit for at least a year, watch, learn about how an NFL offense works, learn how somebody is successful in an NFL offense. um, And they're you know, kind of, they're good offenses. They're on offenses that are on the way up. They look like they're being coached well. They look like they've got good owners. To your point, um, you know, obviously, I would be very shocked if Carolina, you know, went all the way up to one for Anthony Richardson. That would be great for his development, except for the fact that he'd have to play straight away. So I don't like that. Um, we've already talked about Houston. Arizona's not really there. You know, there, you go down the list, there's not a lot of really good landing spots, you know, like as far as for, for what we've just talked about, potentially the Saints, but I don't really see that happening. Um, you know, potentially the Titans, but again, it's a bit of a long shot. You know, there's really not that many real landing spots. I mean, you mentioned there kind of in passing my Minnesota Vikings, like it would be pretty awesome for us, you know, uh, to have that chance at somebody like a Lamar in a year or two's time, let him sit behind Kirk, watch how an actual, you know, again, you know, to your point of like the whole Mahomes sitting behind Alex Smith, you know, that's a very interesting sort of idea there, but I would love to see that as a Vikings fan. But again, how realistic is it us with, with us down at number 23? You look like you want to say something. Well, I, I do. Remember the year the Bears got Justin Fields? They traded up to get him. This is the kind of move. He's the guy that I see falling. I know we look at all these mock drafts, and we see all these guys you know, drafting him number three overall to the Colts or a team trading up to three with Arizona to draft him. Remember, he's not the prospect that Cam Newton was. He's not the prospect that Lamar Jackson was. Lamar Jackson was way more pedigreed coming into the NFL. 
We don't know the, the athletic measurables apple to apple because Lamar didn't do those, those measurable drills. But And Lamar went 32 overall. Justin Fields was supposed to go 2-3 overall in that draft class, and he ended up going fourth in that QB class behind uh, Lawrence and Wilson and Lance, and, and he may wind up being the steal. He's the guy that if you like him, you actually want him to fall. So he lands with a good organization. And, and, and this is the kind of thing where if, if the, a team's floating around there, like it, if he's still there like around 10, where Philadelphia, who's a trader, and Philadelphia gets that deal to get more future first from your Minnesota Vikings, don't be surprised if he, quote unquote, falls a little bit to like 9, 10, and Chicago gets a chance to trade back again and get even more draft capital because a team wants to come up to nine to get it. So it's not a bad thing, gang, if Anthony, it's not an indictment on him as a player. It's actually good for him to, to have a good organization like Minnesota. You mentioned the Saints. To have one of those type organizations trade up to get him, it will work out for your dynasty roster way better. It'll work out for his career way better. I don't want to see him go into a bum franchise like Washington and absolutely ruining this kid. I want him to go to a franchise that's going to treat him like the potential treasure that he is and not just ruin him at the satisfaction of a fan base that isn't ready to win. So I just wanted to get that thrown yeah. in there real quick. No, I love it. I love it because I think you're absolutely right. I think it's easy to get carried away and just get caught up in the hype and just sort of see him as, you know, and we throw around these terms all the time, like the next Lamar. Lamar was considered like the most exciting like player in all of college football, like when he came out, you know, I mean, that's not what Anthony Richardson has ever been described as, you know, so it's, it's not like exactly apples to apples here. So I think that's really, really sound advice and, and really, really food for thought. You know, it's certainly something that he could have and probably does have the highest ceiling of all of these quarterbacks, but he very much does have the lowest floor as well, uh, if not handled properly. So 100% for me will be interesting and intriguing to see where he lands. And honestly, like you said, if he goes to like Houston at two or something, that sounds great in the sense of people are going to be excited. Like, yes, I'll get to take him and he'll be used straight away. Could be an absolute nightmare for, for real life and for like, you could just be setting him up to fail big time. So it'll be really interesting to see how the NFL draft shakes out and where he does end up going. You have heard our takes on CJ Stroud and Mr. Anthony Richardson. So hopefully you've enjoyed that. Hopefully it has given you a little bit of food for thought. I'm really annoyed at myself that I forgot the amazing possible team name that I thought of for CJ Stroud. If you are in fantasy football and you draft him, I think you have to call your team Stroudy with a chance of deep balls. Uh, That's just a horrible dad joke that I do not apologize for in the slightest. Hopefully you've enjoyed that episode. Hopefully you're enjoying the usual prospects. We are getting so close to the draft. Don't forget to subscribe, uh, leave a rating review on your favorite podcast listening platform and do reach out. Let me know what you're thinking of the breakdowns. Let me know if there's anybody that we've missed that you would love to hear covered and we will speak to you again on Wednesday. I draft zero RB in Dynasty. Pass up a young receiver? Nah, I couldn't be me. My fifth wide receiver, and it's only round seven. Not sure if I'm dead, cause I think this is heaven. Now forget what he said, and listen to me. What you really wanna do is stack those RBs. You can be Linda, just let me be frank. Those RBs on your roster is money in the bank. One says it's awful, the other says it's great. It's time to buckle in for a dynasty debate.